The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. an incredibly impressive showing here tonight against Adam Cole. Unfortunately, things didn't go your way, but I have to ask, why did you come out and confront Adam? Uh, you know, if you want to be the best, you got to go straight to the top. And everything that I've been saying is that I'm a generational talent and that, you know, I am once in a lifetime. And how can I back that up by not going against somebody who's who's on a level that, you know, I've never seen before? Adam Cole is just, he's on his own level. And, and eventually I plan on getting on that level and surpassing that level and creating a level of my own. Uh, you know, even when I lose, I win and this was a learning experience and that's why I call myself a generational talent Carmelo Hayes because you know I'm going to get better from this and, and, and I'm going to make the most of this loss I really will try me thank you for your time yeah. to the NXT cast. I'm your host, Don DeLorente, and I'm joined by my co-host, Miss Simmy. What's going on, Miss Simmy? Doing good. I'm hiding more superstars in my back pocket like Sean Michaels did. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, we are coming off of a, a star-studded edition of NXT, the biggest that we've <laughs> ever had. Very fitting that they would do something like that on the week that we would celebrate our ninth year of doing this iteration of the WrestleCast because uh, NXT was really the thing that got me kind of all the way back into professional wrestling. Mm-hmm. It really was a uh, main WWE, uh, but I was gravitating towards NXT. They had some uh, they had some young upstarts down there named Charlotte Flair and Sasha Banks and. Bailey and this one yeah. girl named Becky Lynch she was kind of like <laughs> weird but you could see she had something about herself mm-hmm. had this guy named Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn and yeah. it's a news cap <laughs> and, uh, and yeah it was uh, it was uh, it was the thing that really piqued my interest that was my show that I got to really review and watch and mm-hmm you know, dissect every week when we started doing this show. So, um, I just want to thank you, Miss Simi, for all that you've brought to the WrestleCast in the last couple of years as we celebrate uh, nine years of doing this. So, thank you for all your time. Thank you for all your efforts, all your energy, all your commentary with color that's helped uh, provide people uh, with great insight when it comes to NXT. Ooh, it's been fun ranting all these years. <laughs> ranting and cackling. <laughs> all right, so we're going to move to so this week's edition of NXT. Uh, they're counter-programming AEW Dynamite. We got the Tuesday night skirmish. And uh, yeah, they loaded up the, the, the DX tank. And yeah. They were ready for war. So, Asuka, she got the win over Rox Rox, Roxanne Perez with the kick to the head. Oh, Ooh. tough night at the office for Roxanne Perez, but she tried. Mm-hmm. A little legal kick to the head. I was like, God damn, it hurt me. <laughs> but at least what I didn't hear was booze. So, they listened to me and they kicked out that random person. <laughs> kept uh, after the match, Oscar shows some respect to Roxanne Perez, but Kiana James runs in to jump 
Roxanne Perez, but Shotzi Blackheart, who was back doing commentary at ringside, yeah. made the save uh, while she was on commentary. She announced that she and Scarlett are going to be the hosts of Halloween Havoc Night One. So that makes sense. Yeah, they're very Carter like buff things. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've seen some of their like Twitter things where they like take people to like haunted places. They like took Dom and Rhea to like a haunted prison or whatever, uh-huh. and that was fun. I was like, I would never go to that shit. I don't know why you would. <laughs> I would not invite demons to me. No, thank you. But that was cool. So that'll be fun. Um, Tyler Bate and the Brawling Brutes, they defeated the Gallus Boys. Triple powerbomb through a table to Joe Coffey. This was a pub match. So they had the ringside set up like an Irish pub, all kinds of tables and dartboards and beer and peanuts and. Yeah. All sorts of weapons for violence. My God. This was a really good match. But I was like, Jesus Christ. At first, I was like, is this a false count anywhere match? Because y'all are not taking these people in the ring so you can, like, pin them. Yeah, it <laughs> but, was a like, Texas Tornado match. Oh. Heavy on the tornado. Because, <laughs> by God. Uh, it was so much. I really enjoyed it. That last like segment when like Tyler Bate was like, I'm just gonna hit this man. Oh, you broke up a little bit. Um, the funniest part of this match to me was when uh Booker T was like, Oh, Rhea Tomlin's pissed off now. Somebody might get hurt. I was like, uh Booker. <laughs> That's not uh that's not really true because Rich Holland doesn't have to be pissed off for somebody to get hurt. Nope, it could be a nice morning. Could have been Ilya Dragunov. He retained the NXT title when he defeated Dominic Mysterio, the Torpedo Moscow. Shin Balor ran in to try to offer a distraction. LA Knight, who was the guest referee, got rid of him. Rhea Ripley tries to hit Dragon off with the belt shot, but Trick Williams comes out to pull her off the ring apron, trying not to touch them cakes, allowing Dragon off to hit the <laughs> torpedo Moscow and get the win. Okay, I know I said no to this before. Uh, because it was Jay Uso. <laughs> But um, in this particular match, they did have a lot of shenanigans again. Mm-hmm. Uh, Judgment Day, you know, they got a lot of stuff going with them. Uh, after the match, Baron Corbin music hits. But as he comes out, Dijak comes through and kicks Dragunov in the face. Dragunov tells Corbin that he beat him to the punch and that he's going to be the next contender for the title. I mean, I feel like at that point, I would just super kick him in the head and was like, well, I beat you again. So, no. You could just be like, no. I still take it. But I guess. <laughs> Maybe it's like an open invitational that Wesley was with all that time. <laughs> oh, I miss Wesley. <laughs> Lola Vice. She advanced in the breakout tournament with a win over Danny Palmer with the Lola Vice kick to the head. Whew, Electra Lopez looking like new money on the outside and the red mm-hmm. oh my goodness 
But yeah, I think it's going to be, if they're not on the same side of the bracket, I think it's going to be Lola Vice versus Kalani Jordan. Probably. Most likely. This was a really good match. Yeah, Danny Palmer was good. Mm-hmm. This crowd was not hyped enough for all the flippity doodah things that these women were doing. Because <laughs> if it was too much doing all that flippy shit in there, that would be going wild. They were not loud enough. It, I was like, do you see all these, these flippity flips that they're doing right now? I need y'all to cheer better. Yeah, remember Danny Palmer was like so Ruka's little protege. Yeah. So, you know, she's super athletic. Yeah, so this was a really good match. Really enjoyed the flippy shit. If they ever wanted to give me a women's cruiserweight, like, little thing, I would take it. Uh, Main event, we saw Carmelo Hayes get the win over Braun Breaker with nothing but net. Uh, Solo Sequoia, he hit the NXT streets came out and brawled with John Cena at ringside, but it didn't stop no show because Carmelo didn't miss and he is your main event winner. That's motherfucking right, Carmelo. Hey, congrats. <laughs> this is a good match. They had another, like, good banger. I went, oh, I remember when y'all do used to feed all the time. This was a nice moment. So this was a really good match. Really enjoyed it. That's right, Carmelo. Get back on time. Get your shit back. Get your shit back. I think that's one thing NXT does really good is when um, uh, two guys have really good chemistry and they do have a string of matches, they do let it breathe and then let it rest for several months and then come back to it on just a one-off situation like this. Yeah. I think they learned a lesson from like Keith Lee and um, when he was still Jajagovic. They, those two were every week they were fighting. It's like Mm -hmm. 20, it's like, stop doing two a days like you play football. Stop (laughs) fighting. See, look at me with my sports references. Um, so now we're going to talk about the segments that happened outside of the ring. So the show starts with Cody coming in, opening promo. He soaks up the cheers, and then he talks about the women's breakout tournament. He says, since it's been so cool and such a success, we're going to have a men's breakout tournament as well. He also says that the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic will be returning at the conclusion of the men's breakout tournament. He says he got one more announcement, and he says that Shawn Michaels has made him the guest general manager for the night. So, all right, what you think about the first five minutes of Cody being out here? I know uh, as uh, I was listening to our podcast uh, from last week, yesterday, uh, and I'll quote, I'm just not interested in Cody. I just, I'm just not. <laughs> the only interesting thing about him is one, his suits, very good. And then two, the woe in his music really does hit. <laughs> but I, this was fine. It wasn't bad. It wasn't like he didn't talk for like 30 minutes. So I was like, all right. So mm-hmm. it was awful. And I guess it was like, for the nostalgia purposes, it was nice for him to be at NXT, but it was that was like his father's baby because he was not NXT, right? Nope. Like he didn't even 
even before it was NXT when it was like yeah. FCW or pre-NXT or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's like a nice moment. But like, and I need him to never say yeet again. Don't ever. <laughs> and he said it two times. And I said, why? I didn't want you to say it the first time. You're going to say it a second? Don't do that. Don't do that. So, I mean, it was fine. If I take away my disinterest in Cody, I probably would have liked it more, but I'm disinterested in Cody, so I can't. <laughs> so. Jagging off. He came down to welcome Cody to the show. Say how much he appreciates what Cody is bringing to NAC tonight. Then it's Rhea Ripley and Dom. They interrupt with Dominic saying the people are here to see him. Jagannath wants to know why Dominic is here when no one likes him. And he says his father used to work in a prison, so he knows how to turn Dominic into a little puppy. Um, Dominic, this is a challenge for the title. Cody thinks that means Dominic doesn't want the North American title on the line. Jagannath is okay with all of that. And he says he's ready to smash Dominic, so Cody makes a title match. And he says, oh, we got to have a special guest referee, but it's not going to be Cody. It's going to be L.A. Knight. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to be as delusional as Dominic is talking about people like that. Like, I would love to just live in that world of delusion because it's probably nice over there. It's probably nice. There's <laughs> <laughs> people love it. So that was funny. Um, with them standing in the ring next to each other. Uh-huh. I think Dragon Off Suit Games is a little tighter than Cody's. Think what? I think Dragon Off's suit game is a little tighter than Cody's. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Agree. That man that little man knows how to dress. He knows how to dress. So yeah. Uh, we get a vignette on Becky Lynch and Lava Valkyria focusing on their similar histories in Ireland and paths they've taken to get here to WWE. We see clips of them training together and wrestling in the same rings. Um, they're set for the NXT Women's title match in two weeks, the first night of Halloween hat. This was cool. Mm-hmm. See, I like when they use history like this because you know when we had like the Raquel and Rhea few, mm-hmm. I'm like, what the fuck do they wait so long yeah, they <laughs> like to like two days before the damn match right. to be like oh yeah we're best friends <laughs> oh, right <we're... laughs> it's like no so this like um falcon lady and becky lynch thing they've been threading it for like a while mm-hmm. and then now that it's two weeks before they're showing us even more so i like that they're doing that and then seeing like becky's like uh book thing i was just like not her being like i'm not like other girls Damn it, Becky. <laughs> what do but I thought this was a really cool promo. My Jax is looking at that title like somehow this feels like gimmick infringement. <laughs> right. it. <laughs> but it feels like it. Right. <laughs> She's on her. He's she stole my entire flow. Right. Look at that that soldier boy was. I hope was that in the forward or very near the front of the book she dedicates all her success to Nia Jax contributes all of her success to Nia yeah, I hope Nia Jax wrote the forward okay <laughs> I hope she wrote the dedication yeah, exactly <laughs> I hope it's, it's just a fist <laughs> 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 
Uh, Tegan Knox, uh, we see uh, Lara Valkyria doing a promo in the back, and Tegan Knox interrupts her. Um, uh, Tegan says, uh, no, Lara says Tegan was so close to winning the title last night, which was on Raw. Knox mm-hmm. says that's why Valkyria's title match has to wait because she's going to get a rematch, and Valkyria is pissed. I would be pissed too. Bitch, and the audacity. <laughs> The gall, the white nerve. I know they're both white, but the nerve of you. But you know, Lyra's um she's Irish, so we, we give her a little bit more because you know English English fucked them up. But like, uh-uh. You had your title shot, you lost, and now you're gonna tell me, me who earned my shot, that I am gonna have to wait. So you can get a rematch? A rematch for what? You lost. I'm sure Becky didn't cheat. <laughs> there were shenanigans. You lost clean. How dare you? See, I'm on Falcon Lady's side. Because, girl, the fuck? <laughs> well, See? You, you've never really been on Tegan Knox's side. So. No, no. I was just going to say, that's why Dakota did that shit to you. That's why Dakota slammed you in that goddamn cage. Because you don't know how to act. The absolute freaking nerve on you. How dare you? I got to wait because you want to rematch after you lost. You better get the fuck. You better get the fuck. We move on to John Cena coming out to the ring. Fans are singing his theme song. Cena talks about how this place is often described as the future, but look at what's going on around here right now. He says, tonight we got LA Knight as a referee. Cody Rose is in charge, and they just turned this place into a pub. He says he's still waiting on his pint. He says, it's his honor to be allowed to share this space with these people, and that's not unique in, and he's not unique in that case, excuse me. He says, that's why Cody Rose and L.A. Knight are here, but we pause or, we pause for a thank you Cena chant. He thanks the fans for creating an environment that the WWE stars want to come to. He says, yes, they are SmackDown and Raw, but we are NXT. So he says he jumped at the chance to be here when Carmelo Hayes called out to him because they both believe in hustle, loyalty, and respect. And then here comes... Evil Braun Breaker to interrupt. The fans give him a Braun Breaker sucks. Braun Breaker sucks. And John Cena's like, oh, I've heard that song before. But he's like, it's so much cooler when the lyrics are changed, though. <laughs> he says he thinks this place has turned into a karaoke bar. Breaker says the people here, the people are here to see him. And Cena says everyone knows the business is in Breaker's blood. Anyone can see that he is athletically gifted, but anyone can also see that he lacks respect. Cena calls this a teachable moment because he's excited for Braun Breaker's match tonight. A handshake is offered, but Braun Breaker takes a cheap shot to Cena to the face, only to miss his spear. Cena tries to hit him with the AA. That doesn't work as Braun Breaker is able to escape. But yeah, Braun Breaker down here getting in Cena's face, hitting him with a cheap shot. I was like, go ahead, Braun. Get mm-hmm. you some. He said, I'm getting in the mix. I'm getting in the mix. I said, all right, now. I've been enjoying this iteration of John Cena. He's not there for too long. 
he just comes here, he does a little few corny jokes, and then he gets beat up by a couple people, he beats up a little bit, and then he moves on about his business. See this? This iteration of Jeffrey Tyler. <laughs> Cody Rhodes runs into Tony D and Stax. They have a problem. They want their next challengers and suggest a tag team battle royal f- for the winner to receive the next title shot. Rhodes likes the idea, and the title match can take place at Halloween Havoc. Everyone seems pleased with the outcome. Mm-hmm. Baron Corbin, he thinks that Ilya Dragunov is ducking him and says everyone around him is all the same. He's still talking when LA Knight's music cuts him off, and it was time for the uh, Dominic and Dragunov title match. Mm-hmm. We go to the back. We got John Cena and Carmelo Hayes. They're shopping it up, showing some respect. When Trick Williams comes in, introduces himself, Carmelo apologizes for not being there for him last week. Trick says it's not the time for that because John Cena's here. John Cena's like, what? You, you mean you can see me? Uh, <laughs> Trick Williams and Carmelo Hayes are going to get their titles back and Cena completes their catchphrase. But if Hayes gone, Cena asks Williams if he's okay, which, which he says he is. Williams does ask Cena when he knew it was his time and Cena says, let's talk. This was a cute segment. I did reference Google. He was just like, wait, you can see me? That made me laugh. Ooh, it made me giggle. I said, ooh, you got me there, Jonathan Cena. Uh, earlier in the day, Anonymous caught a clip of Paul Heyman talking to Ava Rain. Hmm. Uh, very interesting. Very interesting. Then we see an SUV pulling up. Who gets out none other than Miss Jade Cargill? Yes, looking fantastic. My God, she looked like a sexy ass flamingo. (laughs) Strawberry ice cream, because that's my favorite. Oh, she looked good. (laughs) Yes, she did. Baron Corbin, he talks to Cody Rhodes in the back and requests a match with Dragon Off for the title at Halloween Havoc. Instead, Cody makes it a triple threat with Corbin, Dijak, and the winner of the Carmelo Hayes versus Braun Breaker matchup. Braun isn't happy, but Cody says booking isn't easy. (laughs) (laughs) Nathan Frazier and some others mock Dominic Mysterio for his loss. Rhea Ripley says Dominic is still the North American champion, so that's the only opinion that matters. Well, I mean, she's not wrong. (laughs) <laughs> but when Dominic was like who is this guy I was just like don't do my Jersey boy Nathan Frazier like that <laughs> <laughs> Paul Heyman pops in to give Brian Breaker a pep talk Brian says he doesn't care who's in his way because he'll break them all Brian heads out and Paul Heyman is pleased and says call Roman Reigns um we get the vignette of the person watching TV again, and it finally reveals himself that it is Brian Pillman Jr., the son of Brian Pillman. He talks about how many people talk about his dad, but he has no memories of him. He says his dad died when he was four. Aww. And that, you know, he was uh, 
you know, a, not a very good person. He doesn't, and he says he doesn't want to be a wrestler, but there's no escape in this industry. He says now he has to wreak havoc on the business under the name of the man who really raised him. And that man's last name was King. And so is he. Was Alger Pillman not a good person? Well, yeah, Brian Pillman, he has some demons. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um yeah. So his keen? I guess so. Like Brian Keen or just Keen? I I, I don't know. <laughs> that part he he says his last name was King, so I guess he's going by Brian King, I guess, I would assume to start or just maybe just be King and T I oh. may have some strongly <laughs> feels about that um but this was like really cool it like acknowledged who his father was but then separated them at the same point to try to give him a path towards being his own Mm -hmm. his own guy so I thought that was very smart the way that they kind of played that yeah I said yeah I said I think that's cool so interesting I can't call him mullet pillman anymore he doesn't have a mullet (laughs) Uh, we got various women coming up to see Asuka until Tiffany Stratton interrupts cutting off Alan Henley in the process Tiffany Stratton tells Asuka to let her know if she needs anything and talks down to to Fallon Henley like she always does Uh (laughs) (laughs) so after the main event where uh, Carmelo got the win. Braun Breaker speared Carmelo down and says he's the one and only badass in all of WWE. Uh oh, you knew something bad was about to happen when he said that. Mm-hmm. And, and what bad happened was The Undertaker, as the American badass, to interrupt. Braun Breaker calls him an old timer. And The Undertaker says Braun Breaker will have a future, bright future, but it's just not today. Brown Breaker then gets choke slam, and the Undertaker says there's always someone bigger and badder just around the corner. Undertaker hugs Carmelo Hayes, and that's how we end this show. Oh, very interesting. So when the the music hit, I was just like, what if it's Baron Corbin trolling? <laughs> what was, if it's Baron Corbin trolling? <laughs> I thought, like, literally, I thought, I was just like, what if it's Baron Corbin? Because he came out on that motorcycle the last time. So right. I was just like, what if he just like, you know what? Let me just, because he would do some bullshit like that. So, but the Undertaker, I was just like, oh, very interesting. And I was wondering what was going to happen. And I was like, ooh, because, you know, I was like, is he going to support the Black? Or is he going to, where, where is he going to go? Where is he going to do? So that was cool. That was a nice little, like, he didn't try to do anything crazy he gave him a nice little punch and then a choke slam and then it was like all right I'm it. that's it i'm gonna go home to staple now so you know that was like if you're gonna bring like the old timers and like all that have them do a little thing that they can do and look good at and then they can go don't be doing shit that you can't do so that was cool i was like oh shit look at that yeah, this was um, this was definitely a, a cool little segment. A lot of people had some issues with Braun Breaker being the one to get kind of the you know get handled by the legend spot, but I mean it's it's good. Right. Braun Breaker 
<laughs> right. I mean, dude, you, you're in the mix with Undertaker. Right. <laughs> Do they think that he shouldn't have gotten like? They thought that maybe somebody else could have done that and got the same effect, and it not be Braun. What? Braun is the star. It's Braun Breaker. <laughs> Braun Breaker. The reason why they're saying it, they're saying that since the under since. Since there's likely no way that they could pay off a match between the Undertaker and Braun, uh huh, that it should have been somebody like a, a jobber level type person. Oh, that doesn't make any sense. That makes no sense. That doesn't make any sense, guys. Come on, like you're gonna if you're gonna have like the big stars come here, it has to be with like the big stars of the actual company and the people you're trying to push. Mm-hmm. So you had Dragon off with John Cena in them, and with Trick Williams, you're gonna have Undertaker with Carmelo and Braun. That's like, duh. What are, what are we doing, guys? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes it's like, do you guys like things? No, <laughs> you don't. Um, this was their attempt to counter-program AEW. Mm-hmm. So I think you consumed this the same way I did uh, a couple of days later after all the hoopla and the hysteria and the tribalism mm-hmm. uh, had kind of calmed down. Mm-hmm. And um, so I watched NXT first and then I watched AEW. Mm-hmm. And even though NXT had a ton of talking in it, mm-hmm. I still felt like it was a little bit better. Yeah, that's why I watched NXT last <laughs> <laughs> I said, I know I'm going to like NXT better, so I just want to leave with the high. So, even though I did enjoy AEW, but I enjoyed NXT better. Because, yeah, they had a lot of talking, but all the talking that happened propelled storylines. It propelled storylines on that particular show, Mm -hmm. and it's going to propel storylines for, like, later down the line. It's preparing us for Halloween Havoc. Mm-hmm. It prepared us for like it sets up matches and like future matches and it garners interest. Like there was a point and like um a reason for all the talking segments. Mm-hmm. It wasn't there just because we're gonna have the Undertaker now because we wanna make sure you're watching. Like, yeah, we wanna make sure you're watching, but the Undertaker was there to not only give Carmelo um, Hayes the rub, but also Braun Breaker as well because they're two people that they're building. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're bringing John Cena and Paul Heyman, not because we just want you to watch. Yeah, but John Cena is there. What did he do? Interacted with Dragunov, so we can see that happen. Interacted with Dominic, who are two champions there. He interacted with Trick and Carmelo, who were former champions, who again were trying to build. We have like payment and all that stuff. It's just like we're there, there. Yeah, that's gonna be to like to attract people and to mm-hmm. be like make sure you're watching. But it's like it's not just gonna be a flash in the pan. We're not just gonna hammer you with all these guest stars and then there's not gonna be any substance behind it. So I don't know. Maybe like people who didn't watch NXT before, they come in and they see it. They're gonna see things that they like. They're like, oh shit. Asta is going to wrestle. Who the hell is that? Oh, wow. She's really good. So seeing all that stuff, having John Cena talk about the breakout tournament will probably have them stay a little bit more to see who is going to be the people in the um, the tournament. 
if they've never heard of Dragonoff before, they can see like it's like it's they're there, but they're facilitating other things and it's shining light on the people they're trying to build up mm. and garner interest on things. So, you know, there was a point. <laughs> there was a reason. Yeah, it definitely seems like they've grouped everybody up and they've kind of got everybody slotted where they need them to be. As mm-hmm. far as their main event players or just under main event players or challengers. Mm-hmm. Um, you mm-hmm. know, they seem to have set up you know, they keep going to these damn triple threats to yeah. have these uh, determine these number one contenders. I, I would really like it if it went Dijak, Dean Corbin, Dean Carmelo again. Yeah. Like in the succession to give him a chance to have some defenses, you know? I think mm-hmm. that's the one thing that NXT doesn't do as well. I think they do a great job of building the chase. Yeah. Especially for a baby face. Mm-hmm. This might be, well... Nah, because they're kind of doing the same thing with EO on SmackDown. But they yeah. just don't do a good job at giving them a number of defenses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the thing. It's just like you have to like build up more credible opponents. Even though we know they're like going to keep the title, it's like you have to give them more credible ones mm-hmm. so that we can do more. Yeah, because... The thing they do is, you know, like what we hate is they divert them off into some tag team stuff or, you know, don't really have a dedicated one opponent that mm-hmm. they can, you know, sink their teeth into and, and go back and forth and craft or promos and things for. So yeah. it makes it feel like underwhelmed, like every champion feels like underwhelmed unless yeah. you're like Charlotte or, you know, mm-hmm. somebody like that. But if you're like EO or, you know, you got, you're kind of getting your t- first title run it's like we want it to be great but it just mm-hmm. hasn't been for the lack of they haven't focused a story on her and there's been a lot of tag team stuff yeah been a lot of tag yeah. team stuff mm-hmm. but um this they did like almost a million people on this I think they did like 980,000 wow yeah so definitely the largest NXT and maybe forever mm-hmm. um, so it was a success in that w- way and I thought just watching it as a product it was very good as well so I, I thought that both companies actually did good and the wrestling fans in the end were the ones who actually won the war yeah agree except the ones who like hate everything <laughs> they hate life. <laughs> there's no pleasing that that crowd. Yeah. But otherwise, I agree. Right, right. So unless there's anything else that you'd like to add as a finishing touch, I think we've come to the part of the show for your shout outs and thank yous. Um, I didn't get to see SmackDown because uh, I haven't either. I'm, watching, I'm looking so forward to seeing it in the morning. Uh, I did see. I just saw like random clips of like Roman just being like, "I don't like that." <laughs> when, Jimmy, when Jimmy just kept going yeet, so I saved that as a meme because I'm gonna need that very much later. Yeah, so. I uh, I was following the hashtag and I saw some of the commentary with color to and I was like, "Well, man, let me get off of this." So <laughs> when I watch it on Monday, everything will still be fresh. Yeah, so I'm excited about that. But otherwise, um, nope, I enjoyed the show. 
uh, I thought like they used the superstars that they brought down very well. I'm hoping that like Jade is gonna stay in the next team. So what I'm hoping is like with her being on like all the three different shows, mm-hmm. that like she goes. Um, this is all interesting, but she it's basically like kind of like the draft mm-hmm. where like agent and like all of them want her and she's like you know what i want to do i want to be down here in nxt with these girls see what's going on over here and for her to like mix it up down here before she like um goes to they can have her do like a like a shana Baszler undefeated thing but like um but like with like more reps or whatever or even like yeah just build it up with like how they did shana or how did they they did with like Oscar, where she's basically undefeated. Mm-hmm. Or how like again they had with like um Ashena and it was like finally it was like um who finally beat her? Was it Bailey or was it um when she was was it Ember Moon? Uh, I don't it wasn't. It was, I don't think it was Ember. I think it was Bailey. Yeah. So like, have somebody finally beat her? Like the one that like the new person that they're like building up or whatever. Hey, it could be Rocks Rocks that finally beats her or something. But like, her, like, basically, she has like her pick of whether she wants to be on Monday Night Raw or she wants to be on SmackDown. But she decides, you know, I want to be here on NXT. Maybe somebody starts some shit with her. She was just like, you know what? I was gonna go to Raw. I was gonna go to SmackDown. But you right here, you decided to start something with me. I think I'm gonna stay down here and show all these girls their plate and have her like mix it up with them so she can like be in NXT more mm-hmm. and get. Like the WWE style mm-hmm. of like being on TV, and then you um like moving on to the main roster. Uh, you remember the LeBron James decision when he had so, the thing and he sat down. Well, they did this when LeBron James was a free agent for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did this big. He did this big thing produced by ESPN, mm-hmm. where he was basically gonna announced to the whole world what he was going to do if he was going to stay mm-hmm. in Cleveland or where he was going to go to become you know his biggest free agent ever right mm-hmm. so they had like this thing long drawn out like 30 minute thing and then at the end he makes his announcement and he says I have decided that I'm going to take my talents to Miami mm-hmm. and, you know the people in Cleveland lost their mind and the people in Miami lost their mind for different reasons mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so that's what they could do with Jade, like you're talking about. Have her sit down and say, you know, I've been on, the, I've been to the, you know, Raw, I've been to SmackDown, I've been to NXT, and I made my decision. And my decision is, I'm gonna be, in, like you said, I'm gonna, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm the hottest free agent, and I choose to go to NXT, right? Yeah. Boom. I think that'll be cool. Yeah, there you go. You can even do like an, an invitation or, or whatever. Like, who wants to face Jade Cargill? Like, she has on Twitter where she was just like, "Who's who should be my first victim?" I think that should be her thing. Where she's like, "Who's gonna be my first victim to face me?" That way, it'll give her a chance to work with a whole bunch of different people. Mm-hmm. And like what they didn't do in AEW with her, which is basically like not only is she going to be able to like actually practice because they have like a performance center where they practice but she'll be able to um mix it up with different people and then have her opponents just get harder and harder and harder and harder 
until it's like the tip top until it's just like this is the person you're gonna face maybe it's gonna be i'm not gonna i'm gonna stop asking for every sarborne to face people <laughs> i'm gonna <laughs> because face people i just want it but like have it be like harder and harder and harder and then have her like maybe the last match that she has to have the person like finally like beat her but have it be like a big like main event like you had to go to the wall to beat her and then have her show up on smackdown or even hey have her like be undefeated in nxt and then she comes to smackdown it was like i beat everybody in nxt now i'm here and i'm gonna keep saying smackdown because i don't want her raw because i watch (laughs) (laughs) but for her to come up and then you know, she can have losses. Obviously, she's going to have to. But, like, I just want I want her to be an NXT. Because I think it'll be beneficial for her so that she can, like, learn more about, like, she doesn't need to learn about, like, being on the mic or anything because she ha- already has it. Mm-hmm. And I think she already has the foundation of, like, actual wrestling things. She just maybe needs to, like, she needs more time to wrestle. So I think her being NXT will give her that more time and also the thing with like being on the main roster is that damn audience is like it's like there's a smaller scale on nxc so they kind of have more grace for you than like the main roster people have mm-hmm. so i want her to be like nxt to like kind of learn the wwe wrestling style and get more comfortable with that side and then when she comes on the main roster, it's going to be even more of a, like, bigger thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good way to, to maximize her impact. <laughs> you know? It's a way to get her the reps that she needs to improve, teach her WWE style, and get her used to working in, like, a storyline. Mm-hmm. She's never had a storyline. Nope, has it? The closest she's come was like like the red velvet thing, and they that didn't really last the way it could have. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really excited for her. I'm so happy. Right? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a fun ride to see what they eventually do with Jade and and how she looks uh, once she does uh, get in the ring and uh, start you know, doing this competing for the WWE and the way that they do business. So, um, excited, a lot of excitement around Jake Cargill, just everywhere. And a lot of excitement this week around wrestling in general coming Uh off the two Night war. Yeah. All right, Miss Simi, shout outs and thank yous, man. Well, shout out to you, Don, as always. Shout out to the Rasselcast family. Shout out to the CSPN family. Shout out to the patrons for paying a little extra to hear a song some more. Shout out to all the listeners and you guys in the hashtag because I love reading your commentary. And shout out to Carmelo Hayes. I know you got speared at the end, but you got a rocket strapped to your back, and I'm looking forward to it. Shout out once again to Miss Simmy for joining me here on the NXT cast. Shout out to everybody here who's been down with the WrestleCast for this uh, past nine years of us doing all these podcasts, um, you know, from the NXT cast to RawCast, SmackDown Matters, 
cast a strong style. I've appreciated and enjoyed interacting with each and every one of you guys as my co-hosts and the fans and the community. So thank you guys for for always supporting and uh, making the WrestleCast part of your lives when it comes to these podcasts and, and valuing our commentary with color and our analysis uh, that we provide to you guys. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Continue to use the hashtag NXTCast each and every Tuesday night to share a commentary with color with us. Also, become a patron over on patreon.com forward slash CSPN Media. Pay to five, get the extra content. You can hear Miss Simi rant and rave about AEW. Uh, we broke down their edition uh, of what they had to offer for this past Tuesday night. So come on over to the Patreon side of things. Pay to five, become a patron, and get the extra content over there each and every week as well. Support the podcast. We're going to CSPN Media, doing some shopping with our sponsors. Just click on the media, uh, the drop down menu. Uh, go to Amazon.com wherever you want to do your shopping from, buy something, and some of your purchase will come back to us to help keep the lights on. And all of these podcasts will be remaining free of charge. So for my co-host Ms. Simi, I'm your host Don Delorente, and this has been the NXT Cast. Please stay tuned. For the parting promo. Bye. See you on the hashtag.